Welcome to Cover to Cover, a podcast featuring musical conversations about an album or song which has changed and enhanced someone's life. I am your host, songwriter Matt Tarka. Thanks for joining us. We humans connect with the presence of music in our own unique way. As an artist, a concert goer, perhaps through our headphones, or as something that simply lives in our everyday background. Our guest today comes to us from Los Angeles, California. She is one Christy G from the Christy G Podcast. For our conversation today, we'll be discussing the third record from the punk rock outfit known as MXPX titled Life in General. Released on November 19th of 1996, the album features amazing songs. So without further ado, let's welcome our guest to the program, Christy G. It is such it is so wonderful to have you here. Thanks for stopping by the program today. Of course. Thank you. I am super, super pumped. Awesome. We are going to be talking about all things MXPX mm-hmm. and their yeah, and their 1996 record, Life in General. What what inspired you to choose Life in General? Well, I mean, you know how like there's like the butterfly effect and you trace something like this one event back to your life that kind of altered the rest of your life? That's what this record did for me. I found it and I fell in love with it. And it's just so, it was such an impact. Plus it's just really, really freaking good. And I still love it all these years later. Can you tell us who is in the band at this particular junction in time? It's 1996. Are they a three piece? They originally were a three piece. Yes. Um, They currently have four people, but that's up until, up until like three or four years ago. I think they were still a three piece, always the same members. The lead singer is Mike Herrera. He's also currently in Goldfinger, which is super fun. Um, the drummer is Yuri Ruli, and the other guitarist is Tom Wisniewski. And then they went on to add Chris Atkins, which is really fun. Nice. Talking with Christy G from the Christy G Podcast, we're going to be getting into MXPX's life in general in greater detail in just a minute or so. Uh, Christy, can you tell us how exactly you? Uh, came upon um life in general yes okay um well kind of i want to first tell you how i just found mxpx in general because it kind of happened at the same time but i didn't find life in general first um (laughs) i hope that makes sense (laughs) yeah yeah. so basically um if you've ever seen friday night lights um i grew up in a very small texas town friday night football rodeos big trucks all the fun stuff i did not have any clue how to fit in in this really small town because I wasn't into that kind of stuff right but I didn't know anything other than like top 40 radio green day nirvana foo fighters no doubt which is all super super rad um but at the same time my parents decided to be like the good little bible belt family and take us to church so I got thrown into like the christian music world which was super corny and um (laughs) I was just kind of searching for something that I felt like I fit in with, right? Mm-hmm. So fast forward a little bit. I met my very first boyfriend. And one night after like a um, football game, they had like the little churches in town would put on these after game parties to keep the kids out of trouble. And instead of going to the football game, we just hung out during the game at like the little church, church youth center. And he brought these like VHS tapes from this record label called Tooth and Nail Records and started playing them. And I saw the video for MXPX's song Teenage Politics, and I was automatically hooked on MXPX. So that was how I found MXPX. Um, and it just changed 
everything for me because at the time they were considered like a Christian rock band, quote unquote. And so I was like, oh, wow, look, how cool. Like <laughs> I found yeah. these people, yeah. but in their video, like one of the guys is wearing a corn hoodie and the other one's wearing like a Pennywise hoodie. And I was like, how are these two worlds connected? I don't understand how this works. And so I finally figured out like you could connect the two worlds and I was so dang pumped. And um, I finally felt like I'd found my people in my little tiny Texas town. Yeah, awesome. we are. Yeah, we we are talking with Christy G of the Christy G podcast, which you all should check out after you finish listening to this episode. Um, Christy, there were a couple of records before Life in General was released out into the wilderness. Do you think that Life in General? Um, do you think it, it, it varies drastically for just from a musical point of view, or do you think that they had been building towards this kind of sound for a couple of years? Yeah, I definitely feel like they were building. It does sound more polished. They do sound like they kind of grew up a little over the like the three or four years in between. <laughs> um, but when they started, they were like little high school kids, you know, and um, you can definitely sense that. And it's, the first two records are a little more like kind of heavy and more like punk rock I guess and I feel like they kind of get more towards like a pop punk feel and in um life in general but to me like it definitely sounds like it feels like the same band like it doesn't it wasn't like oh they found their place and now they're like they figured it out like mm-hmm. they still sound the same I think it feels like a good time to go uh into a place where we talk about your favorite tracks okay. um would you like to go literally track by track or would you like to pick some of your absolute favorites and we can talk about them however uh, however you'd like? I kind of like the idea. I took a lot of notes on my end of just like my favorite ones. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, I could, if not, I will ramble on all the live long day and um, it'll go all over the place. But um, yeah, so the um, the first song was the first song I ever heard off this record. And I remember, and the first song is called My Brain Is Failing Me Right Now. Sorry. Um, oh, middle name. Duh. So the so basically what happened is my boyfriend bought over Life in General when it came out. And he came over and I remember he put it in my little purple boom box and played it and middle name started playing. And the first song or the first line is like, emotion is my middle name. And I was like, Oh my God, I get it. I feel it. But, uh, as like a 15 year old girl, you know? Um, so super, super psyched. So I always just really love that song a lot just because it was the first one I heard off that record and it kind of starts it and you're like, yeah, this is awesome. So that's like my special place for that song. I really also have an awesome little space in my heart for Do Your Feet Hurt. And um, I actually have two MXPX tattoos, and one of them is based off of this song, which is really fun. Yeah. Do Your Feet Hurt. I I love how that song kind of sort of careens back and forth between kind of a prog rock and punk sounds, like Mm -hmm. some really interesting tempo changes, and then it just kind of evolves into this beautiful ballad. It's It's a great great track. Yeah. Yeah. I have a tattoo of a girl and she's on the phone and um, the line says in the song, it's like, if, um, if you gave me your number, I would call you and leave your number, leave you a message on your machine, say you're the bomb and you blew up on me. And so <laughs> I always imagine like my career, we calling up a girl and saying that. So I did like a reversal of it and I have a tattoo. It's like a very like 
comic booky look, and it's a girl on the phone, and she's saying that like in this like weird bubble, and then it's kind of fun. That's so cool. I'm looking forward to talking about some of the cover art for this record a little bit yeah. later, and I'm one. I'm wondering if the tattoos that you're describing, you know, are are, are sort of similar in you know kind of aesthetic to uh, life in general. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So so after do your feet hurt? Um, we have a track called Sometimes You Have to Ask Yourself. Yeah. Is that is that another kind of standout track for you or? Um, yeah, it definitely is. I'm more like lyrically drawn to things. And so I like, I don't know how to explain it. I'm very like a girl in my mind <laughs> when it comes to music. I'm like, oh, that's really cute. I can apply that to my life. And um, I feel like that one was, I don't know, my brain's not working right now very correctly. But uh, <laughs> but that's but that's the coolest part about music, how you can relate it to your own life. Right, exactly. And so I feel like that one I didn't quite relate to. Um, but it is amazing. We also have the Wonder Years. That's Aww, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Dang, this record's good. There's so many good songs on it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I'm trying to like remember the lyrics from Wonder Years off the top of my mind right now. Um, is that the one that's like I don't understand what's going on in my life these days? That's it. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I totally relate to that currently. Like what the heck is happening in the world? You know, um, everything, everything's upside down. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) totally. Yeah. I, especially right now, like in LA, like today, you know, we're having these marches and I'm just like, wow, the world, it's a wild place right now. And, um, trying to like figure out how to like navigate through it all is a little, a little, (sighs) a little scary, you know? Yeah. I mean, when I, when I went back to listen to the Wonder Years, I just I mean my my mind transported back to the late eighties, early nineties with the TV oh, wow. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my! How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. I'm forty one. Okay, cool. So we're in that same yeah. same era. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, that show was so cute. I'm kind of curious. I wonder if they like wrote that around that show. I don't huh. know, but there, were, but there was a there was a uh, a punk band later. Uh, that may have been inspired by the TV show, and they called themselves the Wonder Years. Yeah. Also, or or they were inspired by MXPX. Ooh, that would be cool. Yeah, that might be more. <laughs> that that might be more logical. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a line in that song that says, um, "In my younger years, I used to be so free, but I don't know what's happening to me." And I remember, like, when I hear it, I think, like, God, I, I go back to that time when I was like this 15, 16 year old kid, and I'm like, I felt, I did feel really free. And like, as you get older, you're like, what? what happens to all that freedom? You kind of lose that sense of like life in a weird way. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me, but I'm like, I kind of like envy that teenage version of myself. And I'm sure those guys kind of feel the same way. Gosh, I had a conversation about that with a friend of mine just the other day, literally saying we used to be young and used to be so free. It was about a, just a, it was a concert and a different band, but uh, that's that same mentality when you're 15, 16 years old, just, it just kind of, evaporates yeah. sadly totally. <laughs> mm-hmm. and even like growing up in that really small town like trying to figure out who I was I remember not being like super afraid to be like I love this band and I love this and I don't want to go to the rodeo you know <laughs> yeah yeah and- <laughs> the, show, the show we were talking about was at, at, at our uh, local farm show arena yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but like today like just like it's kind of funny we're talking about that because today I disabled Facebook specifically because of my hometown I was like I cannot handle them right now <laughs> Is it because yeah. of like the, the political, you know, stuff. And I'm like, 
God. And I remember like if this was me at 15 or 16, I would have been Facebooking everybody. Like I wouldn't have been afraid. And now it's like, dude, this is so overwhelming. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's exhausting. We we're talking. We're talking with Christy G uh, from the Christy G podcast, which uh, anybody listening to this podcast should head over and check out. Who she has been interviewing over the past, um, however many months. Christy, you know, when did your podcast get started? Um, I'm only on episode sixteen, so I'm actually pretty new into it. Okay. Yeah, I was doing a blog for years, and I realized people weren't really reading very much anymore. <laughs> and so I decided I'm going to start a blog. I'm going to a podcast. In more ways than one. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. 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 You know, going from the Wonder Years, we have a track called Move to Bremerton. Oh. And, and uh, what do you think about this? I, I have some I have some comments in these liner notes here, but I, I, I'd love to hear your reaction. I, okay. I kind of hope that Mike Carrera doesn't think anything weird of this. But as a t- teenager, I was like, Oh my gosh, like there's a there's like um there is a B-sides version of this where he talks about like in the original it says if you're a um level-headed girl with a pretty smile. But um in like the B-sides version it says if you're a short-haired girl with a pretty smile. And so I remember I was like, I have short Ooh. hair. Oh my yeah. gosh, such a girl about it. It's funny it's like I'm friends with them in real life now. Like I'm friends with his wife, like everything's cool. So I'm like super uh-huh. embarrassed if he hears this. But um <laughs> But I remember just really thinking that song was cute. And I was like, in my little tiny town, I was like, I want to move away. I want to go do that. And I, I remember just like loving that part of it as a teenage girl. But I never really thought too deeply about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they came up with a really clever music video for this. Yes. Yeah. It's, is, is it Andy, you know, walking, you know, the streets of Bremerton, which is, uh, I want to say in Washington State, he's walking around with headphones. and Oh, yeah, that's Mike. Yeah, that's excuse me. Yeah. yeah, and they're just doing. They're just kind of like, you know, there's just a little tomfoolery going on at times. <laughs> and you know, at, at one point, somebody who's who's walking, you can't exactly see who it is, but they, you know, somebody kind of does like that Michael Jackson moonwalk in a puddle of rain. It's, uh-huh, that's Tom. Yeah, super super cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's funny too because I have um, Tom still lives there, and Yuri still lives there, and then my one of my really great high school friends lives there now, and so he'll randomly like see them out on the road. He's like, I ran into the MXPX guys. I'm like, Oh, so I'm like, it's still Bremerton, but uh, it's kind of fun. <laughs> it's an, it's a beautiful melodic song. It I really is. Like that one. It's- yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cute. After welcome to Bremerton, we have a track called New York to nowhere. What, what say you about this one? It sounds like it's a, it's a band on the band traveling an extensive period of time to get to the show. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I feel like I heard a story about this song and I can't remember it, but yeah, I think it's just about their life on the road and especially as kids, like it wasn't like they weren't flying around like they do now. Like when they play shows, they're just stuck in a van constantly driving around the country, (laughs) which I can't even imagine. I don't even like driving in LA traffic. Right. I can't, I I can't imagine driving through, you know, blizzards and (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly just think it's like a, that's just like a Tory, Tory song. Um, just being on the road. I'm sure they probably miss their family back home. I'm thinking like what my friends and bands say, like, oh, this tour is great. And then like a week into it, two weeks into it, they're like, oh, all right, I'm ready to not be done, but it starts to weigh on them a lot, you know? Totally. Being, being away. 
yeah, being in bunk beds, you know, sometimes it kind of get <laughs> thrown thrown into those tour vans for sure. Yeah. There, there's a great little segue here. We go from New York to nowhere into a song called Andrea. And it Aww. sounds like it sounds like Andrea's getting left behind on tour, sadly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said be obsessed with Andrea. Oh my gosh. Andrea is so cute. That's a great song. And it's cute because there's a part where he's like, um, what does he say about uh, Kentucky? Something about Kentucky. Oh, uh, we went out for coffee in, in yeah. what must have been the smallest town in Kentucky. Yes. And so <laughs> my hometown is called Bandera. And so my first little boyfriend was singing that song to me, but he changed Kentucky to Bantucky. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would just be like, oh, but yeah, that song's adorable. I love that song. That's definitely got to my like little heartstrings. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great song. We have uh, Christy G here on cover to cover with Matt Tarker. We're talking about MXPX's 1996 record, Life in General. Uh, Christy, following Andrea, we have a song called Your Problem, Comma, My Emergency. Oh, yeah. What do you yeah. think about this? Any, uh, any lyrics in particular stand out um, for you? What do you think? Hmm. I need to think about this really quick. <sighs> I get so nervous when people talk to me. I don't know why. I'm better at the talking too. Um, (laughs) I would see it as like, there's a line that says, I'm not going to do what you say is right because then I'll end up just like you. And I relate to that a lot. Um, Like I'm sure at the time they were like kids. And I know during this album specifically, there was a battle with tooth and nail and they were signing over to a and M records, I believe. Um, Which is like Mm -hmm. a, a major label. Um, and so I always kind of wondered, I'm like, are they talking about Tooth and Nail? I don't know. I know there's like some songs on the next record that they talk about Tooth and Nail. But um, there's also another line in that says, learn to speak or learn to think before you speak. And you just might make a point. And that does not relate to me right now more than anything else in that song. <laughs> yeah, it's a biting lyric. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, there's a there's another line in here about uh, sex masquerades as rock and roll and manufactured mm-hmm. music to save your soul. Oh, yeah. So the tooth and nail to A and M conversation. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's Holy hiding man. in plain sight. Yeah, it's true. I never I never thought about it that way and that that line. Yeah, right. and there's and there's a line shortly after that that says, "So go and do your homework." Demographics target marketing, and it's sung in this very kind of biting mm-hmm. way. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, dang these kids. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It sucks too because I love Tooth and Nail. Like, I want to love them. I still love like the '90s Tooth and Nail, but I'm like, God. Sometimes it's, it's like better not knowing the whole story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. After your problem, my emergency. We have a track called Chick Magnet. Chick Magnet, so good. Oh man, the video for the song was amazing. Did you see it? I did. Two guys <laughs> talking over plates of fries with ketchup and A1. Yeah. Yeah. And then Uri, the drummer, he's like the chick magnet, and they like drew chest hair on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did they really? <laughs> yeah. If you look at it, you can tell it's like definitely like Sharpie down there. Um, that's definitely like one of their big hits. Like every time I've seen them play, they have to play chick magnet. Even my mom knows chick magnet, she knows all the words. Um, even the other day, you know, being back from Texas, she sends me like, a picture of these three chickens that rolled up in the yard. And she's like, he's a chick magnet. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, my, <laughs> my mom still remembers this song. <laughs> so it was super they, fun. 
<laughs> they have they have Yuri in the video do a, a really funny magic trick where he covers uh-huh. a salt shaker with a napkin, and then you know there, are, there there's a there's a gaggle of women at this diner, and all of a sudden, <laughs> underneath the napkin, the salt shaker becomes a plate of fries. It's magic, and, and they're not just fries. I noticed that the plate of fries that um uh gosh uh excuse me Mike and uh, Mike and Thomas are are eating as they're sharing uh-huh. a conversation. Those uh-huh. fries, those fries are kind of uh, more of your conventional potato fries, but Yuri has crinkle cut fries. <laughs> what's, the, what's the significance behind crinkle cut fries? Is there an inside joke here? Yeah, maybe. I need to take all these in consideration and ask Tom. <laughs> I had him on my podcast recently. Maybe I have a follow up and be like, "All right, we need to know all the specifics. What's up? Is it fries? Are they are they like?" Some cool backstory. I love crinkle fries. I, I would take them over regular fries any day. Yeah, it's it's an awesome video. I love the the baseline throughout yes, this trip. Yes, so good. Awesome. Yeah. They're um, I think it's their guitar tech or like they're like roadie, like their main roadie for years is the guy in the video. He has like the bald head and he's just like, ooh, like when when Uri's dancing or Yuri's dancing. I don't know if you mm-hmm. remember. But that that's like oh, their yeah, like, yeah. that was like one of their like tour guys and i always think it's funny like looking back i was like <laughs> what That's a funny awesome. funny little story but we're talking with christy g uh of the christy g podcast and uh following chick magnet we have a track called sorry so sorry Aww. um what, what do you think about this it, it's kind of melancholy yeah um well, well here's a question i've got a lyrical question for you um there's a there's a line in here that uh, says the annoying things I don't mind so much anymore. I've learned to tolerate the annoying four. That's mm. really ambiguous. I wonder what the this annoying yeah. four is. That is interesting. And then it says I won't let the sun go down when I've made a mistake. I don't know if that's yeah. connected. Huh. The I annoying mean, must, four. The annoying four. It's very open ended. It's it is. Some, it, it, it's a list of pet peeves it's a list of something <laughs> <laughs> i never it's so funny when you hear music and you like sing it and you don't think about it and i'm like why would i never like try to figure that out for myself huh i'm totally gonna ask tom these questions i'm actually really excited to know huh yeah just i yeah. like the first line i should have stayed in bed today oh gosh it could be a positive thing to say <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you, but if I stayed in bed today, I still wouldn't know what day of the week it is. <laughs> no, it's true. It's so true. That's oh what we're living in right now. Yeah. It is. It's wild. We are talking with uh, Christy G from the Christy G podcast and um, all things MXPX, all things life in general. Following Sorry So Sorry, we have a really kick-ass, up-close-and-personal black-and-white gritty video that complements a song called Doing Time. That's a good one. Do you, do you like this track a lot? I do. It's one of, I took a lot of notes on this one. Um, <laughs> Let's go. I, yeah. I just think it's a great song about being a kid and enjoying life with your friends and that kind of peer pressure to fit in and how it was lame, like the wrong kids let you in. And I feel like that's, that's kind of universal throughout all years. Like you want to you want to fit in and you want to, and I think this goes on into adulthood for sure. Like, like part of me is like, Oh, I just want to like, you know, be myself, but also I'm like, Oh, but I want people to like me. (laughs) Um, So I can still totally relate to this song. 
And I, I highlighted some of the, the lyrics that was like, fun was cartoon Saturdays, fun was staying up past eight, lame was trying to fit in, and lame was the wrong crowd, let me in. And that I feel like represented like youth. But then the next part that says, I got through it, I feel fine. I went to school and I did my time. In a sense, I'm out. In a sense, I'm free. And today I am what I want to be. And like you, it's kind of reminds you of how you just have to go through seasons of life and no matter what age you are, you're going to have to go through stuff and you come out and you're going to be okay. And you get to where you need to be and should be and want to be in the end. You're going to be okay. Yeah. Every, every, you, you're going to be okay. You, you, you can go out as much as you want, but as long as you know, I suppose where you are, you're going to be fine. <laughs> it's always a bonus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and especially like, I think about the band too, during that time, I think they were coming out of their, um, like Christian, punk rock world like they were coming out and being like hey this isn't actually who we are anymore and so for them talking about like we went out every friday night and they were throwing up with their friends and like like, that was a big deal and i remember even as a kid thinking like oh my gosh they're out drinking because you didn't do that in that world and um so to me it kind of spoke volumes to the band and like who they really were and they weren't trying to hide and pretend they were somebody else anymore and i think that was really cool after a song called Doing Time, we have a track called Correct Me If I'm Wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think about this track? Um, hmm. I want to be good with the words. <laughs> um, let's see. Starts off saying, do you forget what's important in your life? Um, do you regret the decisions you've made? Oh. That is good. Do you regret the decisions that you've made? I definitely like look back like, oh, okay, that, that kind of sucked. But in the end, it kind of worked out better. You learned a lesson and it's awesome. And I, I definitely also feel like that's kind of where these guys were at the time in their life. Um, other than that, I feel like it's just kind of, he's talking about some girl. Like, I don't, I'm going to be honest. I don't really know this song very well. <laughs> okay. I don't know the words, but I've never actually thought too deeply about this one um it's it's really reflective you know <laughs> yeah after correct me if i'm wrong we have uh a, a song called crystalina and i hope oh. i'm pronouncing that correctly it is that is correct yeah crystalina that's about in real life about apparently he mike worked at, at a like club type like a not like a bouncer rock club but like a like a country club i think type thing when he was a kid in the one of the girls that worked there her name was crystalina so he wrote that song for her i always liked this song as a kid because it kind of sounded like my name and i was like yay yay so um i remember my mxpx or my sorry my myspace name was crystalina for a long time oh bless <laughs> my past with a myspace yeah. But I think I think it was really cute. He talks about like she likes girls, but she doesn't like me. You know, my oh poor Mike. <laughs> uh-huh. She's not. Yeah, she's out of control. She happens to like boys, but not me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought it was really cute, and especially learning later in life, it was like just you know his little like a little coworker friend of his that he maybe had a crush on, and just really cute. Yeah. After uh, Crystalina, we have uh, a song called "Destroyed by You." Oh. Destroyed by, I wonder if that's about tooth and nail as well. Yeah, it starts off with two uh, very pointed questions. Uh, can can someone tell me why I'm feeling this way? Can someone tell me why the world is so gray? Yeah. Great questions. Again, very relevant <laughs> <Yeah>. today. 
<laughs> yeah. It's never just black and white. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, yeah, I I really like this one too. Like I think I relate to it more as a grown up than I do than I did as a teenager for sure. Um even the part that says, why can't I just pull myself together? Like, do you ever feel like that? You're just like, why oh, yeah. can't I just get it together? <laughs> um, so I feel like I can play that now. I'd be like, okay, everything's kind of crazy in the world. Pull it together, Christy. Let's do something, you know? And um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, on a completely just separate subject, it's become so completely difficult to fall asleep and just, yes. you know cast all of your thoughts aside it's true it is very very true oh yeah yeah so so i'm asking myself you know with with regard to this song like why am i feeling this way all the time like i just Mm -hmm. you know trying to get out of that funk that we're all experiencing right now yes the weird kind of beauty is it it's like a sad beauty but we're all in it like we're all in it it's not like oh it's just me it's just you it's like okay this is like a universal thing right now (laughs) totally Um, which I'm so glad that, like, I don't know if you follow live streams, but Mike from MXPX is a live stream every Friday. And oh, I'm like, oh, he? yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yay. Like, every Friday, there's, like, some little glimmer of, like, joy <laughs> out there. So it's pretty fun. That's really cool. Is he playing, is he playing, like, solo acoustic or is he? Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, so he does a solo acoustic. So I don't, I don't know how familiar are with the band, but him and his wife lived in Bremerton. And they went on that show with Joanne and, or, uh, What's his name? Uh, Joanne and Chip Gaines, the on HGTV, um, where they go buy a house and they remodel it. I'm having a home, total. It's not hometown, is it? No, it's like. Let me look it up. But they went on that and they bought a house in Texas because that's where um, she's from. His wife is from, okay. and they built him a studio there. Oh wow! Like next to the house, it's really, really, really cool. And um, so he does all his live streams from that studio. So they. They, uh, oh, Fixer Upper. That's the name of the show. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they, they do, like, before, like, the lockdown, he was in Bremerton and in, in Texas. And so now they're just in Texas. But it's cool because he has, like, this awesome studio. So he goes out and does these live streams. But they also do stuff with Goldfinger as well. They make these, like, cool videos. Oh, that's it's badass. Really yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool. so if you're looking for, like, some positivity. I need check, some of check that. It out. <laughs> I, I need <laughs> yeah. as much positivity as I can get my hands on. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Thanks, Internet. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're talking with Christy G uh, from the Christy G podcast, and uh, Christy, the closing track is called "Southbound," mm-hmm. and uh, you know, right around a minute and twenty seconds of this track, they go into almost like this quasi sort of surf rock instrumental. It's like mm-hmm. there was, it, it's like they were you know filled with this boundless energy. Lyrics are coming at you a mile a minute, and then they just <laughs> decide to slow everything down. Yeah. It's, it's it's a gorgeous track. I love it. It also reminds me a lot after moving to LA, like how you, they're cruising down the 101. And <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's like, my I'm sorry, my words are very bad with me. I sometimes I get southbound mixed up with uh, New York to nowhere all the time. Um, I can understand that. The five. Yeah. That's what he talks about. I'm sorry, the I-5. The I-5. Also, I was like, why am I talking about the 101? Starts with the I five, and I used to always have to get on the five, like for like some little trips I was taking, and I would always think of the song, and I would like roll the windows down, blast it. It was so fun, but yeah, yeah. Nice. And they're they're driving and they're dreaming. There's no place I'd rather go. <laughs> That's but the yeah. ticket. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I just think 
to me, like the New York to nowhere, nowhere, it was maybe like kind of like the hard parts of touring, but maybe this one's like the positive, like fun parts of touring where they're having a blast. So, yeah, it sounds that way. Windows are down. The music's on the stereo. Like you said, driving and I'm dreaming. There's no other pl- rather place I go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's fun. I love this record. Christy, I'd like to uh, close our conversation with a question for you about cover art. We live in this, you know, wild west of the internet where, you know, we always have music thrown at us, whether it's streaming, new releases on physical media, digital media, what have you. And what's always present is cover art. And uh, what kinds of images are conjured up in your mind related to life in general? And if the artist that um, that designed your tattoos, you know, was potentially informed by Coop, the guy that designed the cover of MXPX. Interesting. I don't know well, that for sure. They're the same person. <laughs> I know. Well, the one who yeah. did my tattoo was my friend. Um, okay. okay. So, but I definitely know he was an MXPX fan. So that totally could be true. Okay. Um, I just kind of let him have free reign over it. So t- yeah, I would not be surprised. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what kind of imagery is conjured up in your mind when you look at the album cover of Life in General? Um, well, I definitely, like, it has, like, the big jock guy kind of, like, messing with a little punk kid, you know, and what's kind of funny and similar, the guy in the, like, the punk, or the jock guy has a letter jacket on, and it's uh-huh. the same exact colors and initial as my high school. And so I was like, oh, weird, like, he's wearing my high school letter jacket. And so um, I remember, like, as a kid thinking that was really fun, but also, it's hard because I didn't really fit. I wasn't like on one side or the other in high school. So I think I kind of felt like I was more towards like the punk rock kid, but I was kind of all over the place, but it, I totally resonated with just the fact that like people weren't allowed to like be friends or something if they were into different things. And I feel like that kind of still is the same way um, with a lot of bigger issues, but um, no, that record just makes me happy. I have it on vinyl. It's always on display. I think it's super cute and fun and, very um, comic book-ish uh, vibe to it. Christy G., it has been such a pleasure having you on the program. Thanks so much for stopping by and uh, you know sharing MXPX's life in general and how much it's uh, profoundly had an impact on your life. Thanks for being here. Of course. All right. My special thanks to Christy G. of the Christy G. Podcast for taking some time to stop by today. For all of you listeners out there, thank you very much. And please remember to hit that subscribe button on that device in which you listen to your favorite podcasts, whether it's Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Apple. Take a moment to tell some of your friends or some of your family about our show. Let us know how much you like the show by giving us a good rating. That'll certainly help us appear higher in those search results. And as always, feel free to drop us a line at hello at covertocoverconversations.com. Intro and outro music of our podcast is produced by Jarrett Nicolay at Mixtape Studios in Northern Virginia. We hope you discovered some new music, perhaps rekindled your love for an old forgotten song, and shared a good moment with us as we continue to sonically explore a world from cover to cover. <laughs>